This is Matt Witt for the Old Mole Variety Hour. The six-part TV series called Little Bird is one of the highest quality dramas I have seen in years and is so believable and authentic that I often felt like I was watching a top-of-the-line documentary. Little Bird, which can be streamed on PBS and other streaming services, was produced, acted, and directed by professional actors with roots in various tribes in Canada. The series, which frequently shifts between past and present, begins by showing us a family with four young children on a Cree reservation in Saskatchewan in the late 1960s. They don't have electricity or running water, but we see their strong and loving connections with each other, their culture, and their natural environment. Then three of the four children are suddenly ripped from their home by the provincial government to be put up for adoption by white families outside the community, part of a campaign to eradicate indigenous culture and assimilate native children. Fast forward 18 years and we see one of those children, now a 23-year-old woman who was adopted by a Jewish family in Montreal and renamed Esther Rosenblum. She has a loving adopted mother who lost her own family in the Holocaust. Esther is engaged to a good Jewish boy and has nearly finished her first year of law school. And yet, events prompt her to travel to Saskatchewan to learn how she came to be part of the Rosenblum family and to try to locate her birth parents and siblings. Few characters in this series are caricatures or stereotypes, and the viewer is as unsure as Esther is about what she is going to find. Did her parents willingly put her up for adoption? Are they still alive? Will Child Protective Services share information about her siblings? What kind of homes were those siblings sent to, and what kind of lives are they living now? What will happen to her relationship with her adoptive mother and her fiancé as more of the past is uncovered? And how will Esther Rosenblum, born Beijing Littlebird, figure out her own identity and where she belongs? I won't spoil the drama by telling you the answers to those questions, but I can tell you that the series draws on real events that began in the 1950s, in which provincial governments took thousands of indigenous children from their families for adoption outside. Official reports many years later found that many of those children suffered severely without their communities, and some were beaten, sexually abused, or exploited for their labor. Worse yet, the problem still continues today. Government figures have shown that indigenous children are at least six times as likely to be taken from their families as other children. And sadly, this phenomenon has occurred in the United States as well. A congressional committee found that from the 1950s to the 1970s, more than a third of all indigenous children were removed from their homes. In 1978, Congress finally passed the Indian Child Welfare Act, designed to give tribal families more rights and to make it more likely that children who are placed in foster care remain in their own extended families or communities. That law was challenged before the U.S. Supreme Court just last year, 
And while a limited ruling left it in place for now, some justices signaled that they could find in a future case that the law discriminates against non-Indigenous families looking for children to adopt. In fact, Justices Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito were ready to overturn the law now. According to Alito, Congress, quote, does not have the power to sacrifice the best interests of vulnerable children to promote the interests of the tribes in maintaining membership, end quote. There may be more legal maneuvering ahead, but in the meantime, Supreme Court justices and other Americans ought to watch the series called Little Bird and see what separating families and communities means in human terms. Even for those of us who thought they knew something about this before, Little Bird is a riveting experience that is not soon forgotten. Satri 